0: This next one's long. Did you want to take it or do you um, want me to take it? I can take it. I don't know. It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't know what that meant. Anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy.
0: And I'm your other host, Mary.
1: And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG1. Hello. Fun day. Fun day. Ooh, I just got out of the shower. Putting the earbuds in is uh, interesting.
0: I've okay. gotten, yeah, I've minorly shocked myself doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ugh, ugh. Okay, okay. I might slide out like when I would run and get sweaty. Yes.
0: That's okay. Yeah. How are you today? Aside from <sighs>
1: clean? I'm okay. Not a lot going on today. Mm. It's Sunday, so. True. It was going to be laundry morning, but I took tomorrow off, so I decided
0: to make tomorrow a laundry nice. morning. Excellent. Just thrilling. Excellent. Another Sunday that we are recording, because yes. my schedule's been dumb.
1: That's no problem.
0: Unless it's a problem for you, in which case it's a problem. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Uh, it's a good day, because I've got my Tom Parrish plate to look at while I'm recording, so. Yeah! I can't get better than that. That's pretty amazing. I'm right? pretty jealous. Yeah. You should get one. It's a... Uh, I, I may know, it was like 30 bucks. It's not that expensive. <laughs> and it's uh glorious. So <laughs> A++ would recommend.
1: <laughs> we'll have to do that yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Been trying to sleep
0: more, but it just doesn't seem to happen. Sleeping is tough. I've been using a weighted blanket lately and it actually seems to be helping a lot. So I don't know if it's placebo effect or what. I haven't read if there's any actual studies, but I'm like, might as well give it a try. And it seems to be helping me a lot. Interesting. So I would recommend that also. Are they really warm? Because I don't do warm. No, not especially. It's more full with like kind of shot like beanbags. It feels like beanbag kind of material. I don't think there's a ton of insulation in it. Like There's some, but it's not probably as warm as my regular comforter, I would say. Would my cats when sitting on it confuse it with their litter box i do not believe so it does not (laughs) feel quite like okay (laughs) like that coconut does not like it because she's an under blanket sleeper and it is a little too heavy for her so i have to be very careful with how i place it on myself so that she can still bury herself under the blankets next to me but not have it laying on her (laughs) uncomfortably so oh my god it's a challenge but i've been making it work and sleeping much better
1: oh that's nice yeah i had some wine the other night and that (laughs) that does help yes
0: Sometimes, sometimes alcohol does not help, but in that case, it did. And also I was just... true. I'm doing a uh, dry February at the moment, and I had a migraine all day yesterday that I hope is unrelated to the fact that I've had four days without alcohol uh, at uh, this point. But if it yeah. is related, then oh no! <laughs> Good yeah. thing I'm doing a dry month here because apparently I need it even more than I thought. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. I am, I am not, but
1: I am, yeah, trying not to drink a lot. But I was just like. It's been a week. I've yeah. been really stressed. Um, <gasps> Why? Stressed? Uh, well, stressed for exciting reasons. Sure the I, I I am hopefully buying a house. Yay! I hope. I hope the inspection is tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Good luck. But I've just been stressing myself so much that I <laughs> I had oh. a cold sore outbreak. First oh, of no. all, that's yeah. the worst. That <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, it's the week before my dentist appointment too. I'm like, please clear oh, up before no. then. That also sucks because it'll hurt and also i don't know how it is going to the dentist with a cold sore but i don't think it's a good idea i don't know
0: thankfully i don't get them so i haven't done it but that sucks they sound like they're terrible yeah they're not great and i don't get
1: them very often just like once in a blue moon it'll just happen and it usually is like triggered by something ridiculous yeah
0: they're usually stress related from (laughs) what i know of them which you've had you've had a fair amount of stress lately yeah between uh, the poor kitty and now buying a house like buying a house is exciting but it's also crazy stressful
1: it is and that's one of the things i'm not sleeping because that's all i think about all the time is like am i gonna get this house is it gonna get appraised enough so that i you know will get my loan and blah 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 blah. yeah Yeah.
0: yeah. so anyway (laughs) that's fun yeah i'm only drinking seltzer and water today it's very boring i had some coffee that was great
1: I love coffee. I had make coffee before chocolate. the hot chocolate. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so that's the exciting about house. Yeah. I
0: guess you probably wouldn't have any idea when the closing would be. You probably won't know that until after inspection gets done, anyway. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We had put like a, a projected date of like March 11th on the like the offer, but oh nice. It was okay. just kind of like I feel like it was an arbitrary thing, but the realtor knows more about things than I do, so I let her do that.
0: Yeah, I think it kind of is, but. I it was so long ago that we bought a house that I don't really remember a whole lot of the process because yeah. it was also a stressful time. I definitely don't recommend getting married and buying a house at the same time.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I, I witnessed that.
0: Yeah. I, I <laughs> you were there for that but... whole thing. <laughs> 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 Including on the wedding day when I like lost my shit at the mortgage yeah. lady who was asking me for paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm like i'm getting married <laughs> whatever it is it has to wait two weeks till i get back i already sent it to you so find it <laughs> and Jeez. if you can't find it you gotta wait two weeks Ugh, yep. so annoying yep it was good times i know you know that story but you know yeah listeners yeah. didn't know that story necessarily Absolutely. and now they do yes it's okay the photographer had chocolate and so that calmed me down very important it was extremely important at the time oh. So what are we talking about today that has nothing to do with um, buying houses or migraines or sleeping? Marriage. I guess it actually kind of does have to do with sleeping. There's a lot of people sleeping for quite a long time.
1: They are. Mm. I wonder if that's any more comfortable, their position sleeping, than uh, my bed. Could be. I don't know. They look pretty relaxed. They
0: did. Of course, they were also given sedatives. (laughs) That's (laughs) true.
1: (laughs) Yes, so today we are talking about Stargate <laughs> SG-1 Season 3, Episode 14, Foothold. Fabulous. Foothold. Foothold. Indeed. We're in the gate room, weirdly focused on General Hammond's fist, as he stands...
0: <laughs> clenched fist at that.
1: Clenched, clenched fist. He's just standing at the bottom of the ramp as the gate is opened, and SG-1 comes in. They are in some ponchos and very wet. They walk down the ramp. Jack is shaking it off a little bit. Hammond welcomes them back and tells them, you're overdue. And Jack says something about it being a wild goose chase, so I guess that excuses them being overdue. I don't know. I guess wild goose chases can take a long time. I wouldn't
0: know. I've only chased chickens, and it wasn't a wild chicken.
1: I've only chased
0: cats. (laughs) (laughs) Last I checked, they weren't any type of bird. If we're we're counting non-birds, then I've also chased dogs and on occasion children. (laughs) Not my children or random children either, but other people's children who needed to be wrangled back to someplace safer. (laughs) I have also chased children. That's
1: true. Yes. So anyway, apparently that's okay. Reason to be overdue. They were on this planet looking for
0: evidence of Harcesis, the baby. So apparently, Daniel finally told everyone about it instead of keeping yeah. his weird secret. Yes. Daniel
1: thought they'd maybe found Kev, but no. All they found was much rain, wind, <laughs> lightning, and hail. And did Jack mention rain? It's like this
0: weekend without the lightning.
1: <laughs> yes. I went to open my car door yesterday morning, and it was frozen. (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) I haven't had that happen in a really long time, because I don't drive that often. So I... Got some warm water and just dumped it over the oh, door, no. which is a thing we used to do when I was like, we would take water from the tea kettle that we had boiled and just pour it on the door to get it to unfreeze.
0: Oh no, just don't get it on the glass, which is hard to get it on one and not the other. Yes, no, I got it all over
1: the glass and it froze right away. Fortunately, it didn't do anything to the glass. Yes, thankfully it didn't break it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but I got my door open. But anyway, that's... Well, that's good. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere yesterday because of all day migraine, so. Didn't I got my car
1: back, and they left a random tool in it, and I just wanted to get it back to them. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyway, that, yes. They had lots of rain on their planets. Yes. <laughs> Hammond orders them to the infirmary, and Jack's like, could we change our clothes first? And then Jack notices there are some people there with guns, too. Yeah. So he consents to go to the infirmary.
0: Speaking of guns and sleep, this reminded me of a weird dream that, uh, <laughs> that oh. I had last night that yeah. probably no one cares about. I uh, was reminded of it when I was watching this scene because I just dreamt that I had gotten that electric motorcycle that I wanted that I still want and for some reason I was also carrying around a rifle. I don't know why because I don't own any guns Uh, and I didn't realize until like I'd already been carrying it around on my motorcycle all day that I wasn't using like any safety protocol like it was loaded (laughs) there was no safety on. (laughs) Oh boy. And I was like what what the hell was I doing riding around with this unsafe rifle all day (laughs) and then also there was something about having to move a really large couch that I wasn't able to do because I was on a motorcycle. (laughs) That was my dream. So you weren't shooting the gun at all. Just I wasn't anything. shooting it at anything or anybody. I was just I just was car- I was transporting it okay, in so the unsafest way possible.
1: You weren't doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator Two shoot the gun, <laughs> spin it around, <laughs> shoot it again.
0: No, I was not. Okay. <laughs> he also had a motorcycle. Indeed, yes. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle.
1: <laughs> I really like that movie. Anyway, it's a good movie. <laughs> it is. They Hand over their stuff to the folks standing with Hammond and they follow. Did they follow somebody out of the room anyway? They leave the room.
0: They they went to the infirmary. I don't know if they followed anybody. Oh, yeah, they had them escorted by some random guy, yes, who was just escorting them as a safety precaution, supposedly.
1: Yes, because of a big chemical spill on level 23,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which was apparently a tetrachloroethylene rupture,
0: yes, which is a real chemical.
1: It is a real chemical. I also Googled it.
0: (laughs) It's used in dry cleaning and to clean brakes on cars. I
1: know. I'm not sure about the uh, properties of it that they say affected people. Oh, I
0: looked into that more later. But I'm wondering, like, how how much dry cleaning and brake repair are they doing all the way underground here that they would have lines of it that can rupture?
1: I don't know. I mean, they have vehicles, but I don't know about the dry cleaning.
0: Why would they have... (laughs) A shit ton of it 23 <laughs> levels down.
1: That's a good question. <laughs>
0: Instead of like up at the surface where the vehicles are.
1: Maybe they have some sort of equipment similar to brakes that need cleaning. Maybe they just do right. a
0: lot of dry cleaning of the, the costume department <laughs> for when they're going off world and need disguises. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it's for. That must be it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so level 23 has been sealed off and it's being cleaned up by hazmat, they're told. Jack's still got his finger in his ear trying to get the water out, I guess he can't really hear what's going on, yeah, <laughs> so he keeps going, what? <laughs> he tells them there's no danger, and they head off to the infirmary
0: in the infirmary. Jack is lying on a bed and he's had some blood drawn. Dr. Fraser comes up and says to loosen his belt because apparently he is going to be getting an injection in his butt, hot. <laughs> well, the nurse later seems to think so. <laughs> I made a note of that. But needles in the butt, man. Yeah. yeah. It's good times. Good times. Have you ever had a butt injection? I've had butt I have injections. Not... They're not that pleasant.
1: I was I actually was curious as to why sometimes they need to go in the butt versus like your arm muscle.
0: Oh, I and... yeah, I'm not actually sure cuz what seems to matter most to me is that it goes into a muscle, but I guess Yeah bigger muscle more blood supply would be my guess i don't really know
1: the the internet told me too that the when they have to do like a higher volume of a of an injection oh yeah that makes sense um it would make more sense to do it in the bigger muscle i guess yeah that does make sense actually something about oilier ones i don't know but (laughs) i was like oh okay oilier oh weird i guess oilier is that a word i don't know more oily i don't know (laughs) Anyway, sure. apparently
0: oily injections are good candidates for butt shots. Yeah. All right. Well hormones are frequently like yeah. you know steroid based, so they would be oily.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's what I read. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. <laughs> Last time that I was getting one, they offered it in my arm or my butt, and I'm like, Well, my doctor normally does my butt, so uh I guess my butt, but I would prefer my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I didn't get my arm. They did my butt again. It's <laughs> like fine. So it hurt a
1: lot. I assume. Did you already uh, say it's that? not. I mean,
0: no more so than any other injection. Really. Oh, okay. It's not pleasant, but it's not awful. Uh, it's not like square in your butt. It's like just below, like the hip bone, like upper upper part of the butt. Okay. And off to the side, so not like square in the middle of the medius part of the butt. In my experience, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) This is all way too much information, I'm sure. I think it's great! (laughs) Or maybe just the right amount of information. (laughs) For anyone who's ever been curious about butt injections.
1: (laughs) Who hasn't? Right? Yeah. Well, I guess I wasn't until today,
0: but (laughs) (laughs) eventually we all get there. It's true. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually we all do.
1: Meaning of life stuff i love
0: that jack himself is curious as to how a needle in his butt is going to get the water out of his ears it's true but fraser smiles and says it's not so <laughs> she says it's standard procedure for whatever reason who knows so she leaves jack takes his belt off and he's kind of shouting over to daniel they're talking about the <laughs> the narcissist child also known as the narcissist <laughs> child and jack's like so we're stalking a baby Over the intercom, there is an announcement that uh, contaminated material transfer is in progress, so everybody is to remain in place until that is done. And then the nurse comes in, and she looks surprisingly happy to be holding a syringe that she's going to put in Jack's butt. He tells her, make sure you jam it in this time. (laughs) That makes her smile and nod, and she looks even happier. (laughs) So yeah, so this lady likes butt injections, apparently. That's how she gets her kicks. (laughs) Get a close-up of the syringe. There's the juice. Sam is with Dr. Carter and getting a similar injection into her own butt. And as Sam is readying for her injection, she's saying that it would stand to reason that if this baby is born with the knowledge of the Gua'uld that it should be able to communicate at a much younger age, right? You can't have a pie without cool whip. Cool whip? Cool whip, yeah. You're saying it weird. And then she realizes that Nobody's answering her anymore. Jack and Daniel have <laughs> both gone silent. Sam gets her injection, and then she passes out. Apparently that's why the others are not answering her anymore. <laughs> and then we get a view of all of them as they pull back all of the curtains, and I wanted to know how Jack got unconscious on his back. Like, Sam is half folded over the bed, Daniel's on his, laying on his stomach on his bed, and somehow Jack is laying on his bed on his back, maybe, despite maybe, his butt
1: injection. Maybe the nurse uh, also has... Lifted him up and yeah. flipped Maybe she's him she's super strong despite being significantly
0: be. smaller than him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We can't see her muscles. Then credits. Then credits. After credits, we are back in the infirmary where Teal'c is uh, waking up. And He looks around and he sees Sam lying nearby. She is still unconscious. And then we hear Dr. Frazier talking. And he's having... She's... He. Oh my God! <laughs> she's having a conversation with... Hammond and Siler.
0: Randomly. We haven't seen him in a while.
1: No, we haven't. And they're talking about Tilk. She says it must have something to do with the alien symbiote within him. It took an extremely large dose just to sedate him in the first place. Also with them are also two giant aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I should probably mention that as it's very important to the plot of the show. It is.
0: Not very discreet (laughs) that they're like not disguised and they're just standing there really As close giant aliens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't I couldn't tell if was that armor they were wearing or was it some kind of exoskeleton I wasn't really sure what their deal was. I don't know that we ever really get a definitive answer on that. So yeah, so there's aliens, they're pretty pretty scary looking. Yeah. Hammond asks what about the human and they're talking you can kind of tell they're talking strangely for who Hammond and Fraser are like they are yeah. not using contractions in this conversation. Yeah, they're
0: not they, they sound very different.
1: Yeah. So it's very evident that this something's going on. This doesn't seem to be Dr. Frazier
0: and Hammond, maybe. But also, they're referring to Sam as the human. So. The human. Yes. <laughs> That's not a thing they normally do either. Yes.
1: So fake Frasier.
0: I was going to say, would fake Frasier be Frasier? But no. It, it really <laughs> would not just not really be, be Frasier. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> we can call her Frasier instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. So Frager says <laughs> that Sam's body chemistry has been altered due to the Jolinar uh visit. Although she does not use Jolinar's name because she wouldn't know yeah. about that. And she hasn't found a way to compensate for this problem with Sam. So Hammond orders them to a holding cell. I guess Femin. <laughs> I don't know if we should. <laughs> <laughs> Femond orders them to a holding cell. And he says she can study them further once they have completed their invasion. And only then will they know if it's a viable new homeworld. I mean, they seem to be pretty well set up already. I don't know. Frasier has Siler wheel Tealc off away first before Sam. I don't know why. We also hear the intercom is still talking about, like, contaminants and whatnot. So they're really selling
0: this, like, contamination story. Which seemed really weird to me, seeing as they were just openly talking about their plans in front of Teal'c, who they admitted was the hardest one to knock out. And yet, as far as they know, everyone is unconscious and they're still selling the contaminated (laughs) material transfer. Yeah. (laughs) It made no sense.
1: Yeah. Siler takes Teal'c to an elevator there's a an elevator man in there i guess whose job it is to just push elevator buttons which you don't see very often right
0: That's gotta suck to like go through all of the basic training and all the effort of joining the military and then your job ends up being the guy on the elevator that pushes buttons if you survive recruit training you will be a weapon you will be a minister of
1: death praying for war i go four three two one one, two,
0: three, four Then I push a button And I
1: open the door then I close Completely unnecessary guy <laughs> That pushes too, yes buttons. It's not hard to push a
0: button I've nope, done it many so times Especially the when there's only one button
1: Yeah So he asks if Siler's going to 23 Which is the contaminated level But he says, no,
0: we're going to 16 So they take him down to 16 They do On level 16 Siler what would his fake name be? Pseudo-Siler. Filer. Sudler. Sudler. <laughs> Filer. Fake foe Siler. I'm going to go with Sudler. Actually, I like Filer better. Never mind. Filer wheels <laughs> Tilk out of the elevator. And then Tilk reaches up and uh, knocks Filer unconscious because Tilk was not asleep, as we already knew. Yeah. He basically pulls filer's head down towards his own so that he can headbutt him (laughs) and then punches him and then throws him on the gurney takes his key card because apparently tilk lost his key card somewhere and it was was really funny to me trying to watch tilk stealthily creep down a hallway while also pushing a big stretcher with an unconscious (laughs) man on it but that's what he's doing stealthy stretcher oh yeah so he finds a convenient closet and shoves filer and the gurney in there He continues on down to a weapons locker and goes in there and gets a bunch of weapons for himself after letting him in with his stolen key card. He makes his way back to the elevator and another person comes in with Carter on a gurney this time. So he steals Carter. They're back on the elevator. Carter starts to wake up and asks what's going on and notices that there's unconscious people on the floor and a gun next to her on the gurney. And Tilk explains to her that there's not a whole lot of time. Is she capable of standing? She thinks maybe she is, but she is not feeling good. And it's apparently the effects of the sedative that are now wearing off. She asks what's happening, and Tilk says that these people are not who they appear to be. He hands her a zat gun and says that there's been an alien incursion within the SGC. So that's bad. It is. He tells her about how he overheard the conversation in the infirmary between... What did we call her? I'm going to go with Fosier. Fosier. No, good. that's even better. <laughs> Heard the conversation in the infirmary between Fager and Famine? Fomond? I like Foham and Fomond. I'm going to go with Fomond. Do it. And talking about the procedure, failed to work on them and blah, 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 repeating their conversation. And asked Sam asks, how does that add up to aliens? And he's like, well, I saw two aliens. <laughs> Maybe lead with that Tilk. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, wants to know what happened to Jack and Daniel, but they don't know that yet. So they go to try to find out. They do.
1: They make their way to a security room where there's a bunch of monitors where they can watch cameras. There's a woman sitting in there. Sam knocks on the door. The woman says, come in. And Sam's like, but it's locked. And she's like, it's not locked. She gets up and grumbles and heads over to the door. Opens it, teal zatzer. <laughs> so they get over to the computers and start looking at things. She tries to look at level 23 so they can get an idea of what the deal is with the chemical problem. Tetra blah
0: blah blahs. Yeah. And then they're like, who put all of those cars on level 23? That's weird. I know. And also so much dry cleaning that needs to be done.
1: Yeah. But they actually can't see what's going on because none oh. of the cameras are working. But then We hear the incoming traveler sound. They start to look at the gate room and the gate opens and we see two aliens come in and they say hi to Hammond and O'Neill and Daniel who are hanging out in the gate room. So Teal'c says the (laughs) Colonel O'Neill and Daniel Jackson we know would not welcome aliens so blithely.
0: Welcome to earth. Which. Maybe, but also What if they were like ambassadors from another planet? Yeah. (laughs) They have welcomed (laughs) aliens blithely before and politely.
1: I mean, certainly within the context of what's going on, he's right, but I was like "Mm, I don't know if that's true, (laughs) But Carter thinks imposters and Tilk raises his eyebrow
0: (laughs) at her. Back out at the elevator. Somebody discovers all of the unconscious bodies, so maybe they should have left them someplace more discreet, but <laughs> they didn't. Why. The airman says to alert General Fomond and the other guy that was with that airman leaves, and then this guy pulls down the shirt of one of the unconscious men, revealing a little weird circular flashing light thing attached to the man's chest. Oh, oh, oh there's pus! It's not pus, it's an inorganic <laughs> plasmic discharge. Back with Carter and Tilk. They are opening up a big hatchway and Sam is getting ready to leave. Apparently, she's going to go out for help, but Tilk is going to stay behind to try to keep an eye on things and mitigate things from within. An alarm starts to go off and Tilk says, Our escape has been detected.
1: That's what happens when you leave bodies laying around.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: Especially in an elevator. What are you doing? Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Especially because it seems like there's only like one elevator on in this mountain.
1: Yeah. Which is also weird, but whatever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Sam puts on her jacket and uh, heads into the hatchway. So she's going to go climb to the surface and Tilk heads off to keep them busy. (laughs) Purchase time. Yes. (laughs) Purchase time after sam leaves tilk heads down the hall and then somebody else comes up behind tilk and tilk shoots him twice i noticed so sucks to be that guy (laughs) could have just shot him once but no and has a firefight with some of the various people that are trying to come after him and of course he is more successful in this firefight than they are because he's tilk back outside Sam is making her way out of the hatch. She's pretty breathless because apparently she's just climbed up sixteen flights on a ladder. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> After she catches her breath, she closes the hatch she came out of and heads off. Oh, okay.
1: It's back, still in the mountain. Mm-hmm. The there are people looking for Teal'c. Yes. They find a place where apparently Teal'c has thought to remove bodies this time. And they just find some blood on the floor. Probably should
0: have cleaned that up too. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have time. But maybe it was a trap because they kind
1: of just stop and look at that. And Teal'c has time to open a door and bash one of them and knocks out the (laughs) other one. Then he spots an alien down the hall, brings down a door, shuts him in. So he tries to go out the other way, but he's blocked on that side too. They throw a canister of gas in before it completely shuts, and Teal'c goes down. He does
0: face first. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and we get a close up of his face as he lands on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> with Sam. She seems to be at like a airport. I it seems. So.
1: Yeah, it looked like an airport-ish. At
0: place. a bank of payphones. You remember payphones? <laughs> those are quaint.
1: Thing? You can't find those anymore to make random phone calls to people.
0: Sure can't. And uh, apparently the random phone call that she's made is to Mayborn, who talks to her on a flip phone. Remember when those were also, the thing? <laughs> she tells Mayborn that they have a foothold situation, and he asks where she is. She says that she can't tell him that, but that she needs to meet him in a cafe outside of NID headquarters in D.C. at 4 o'clock. And Mayborn's like, yeah, uh, that's going to be tough. And she says, no. I repeat, we have a foothold situation. We have to meet there at 4 o'clock. Mayborn reminds her that she's not within her appropriate chain of command at the moment, but she thinks that her chain of command has been compromised, she tells him. He says he understands, and he's going to meet her there. And then Sam runs off. Such an ass. Yes.
1: Anyway. (laughs) Yes, he is. At the SGC, Tilk is in the infirmary waking up. They have taken the opportunity... While he was unconscious to strap him all the way down to the bed. Yeah. Even his neck yeah, is her. strapped so. down. Like, they're not taking any chances. Nope. Fraser is there when he wakes up and she's like, hey, Teal, how are you feeling? And she's much more sounding like Dr. Frasier at this yes, point. she is. Yeah. She tells him he went a little crazy, so they had to sedate him. Do you remember what happened? They're going with gaslighting on this one. Yes. Teal says he doesn't remember. And she says, you were exposed to chemicals from the spill. You became delusional, attacked people, and tr-
0: trying to escape the base. Yes. This is actually where I did go ahead and look up what the symptoms would be. They weren't too far off, except that the most likely side effect of the exposure to the chemical would be severe um, lung irritation and also possibly skin irritation. It is a central nervous system depressant, and it does actually have some possible side effects of hallucination, which they refer to later later. But it wouldn't make him become violent since it's a central nervous system depressant. It would knock him out before he started to become violent, and at least at the very least, feel like really sleepy.
1: Nice, thank you. Yeah, yeah. fomand approaches <laughs> and checks to make sure Doctor Fraser has explained the situation. Teal'c says she has, and he wants to know then, since Teal'c's okay, where Major Carter is. And Fraser Fraser explains. <laughs> That she is also affected by this chemical, and these paranoid hallucinations she's having are not going to be great, and also, she might die.
0: (laughs) It can be deadly, yes.
1: Yeah. But, unfortunately for them, Teal does not know where she is and or isn't telling, but I don't think they had time to really discuss the plan, so.
0: Also, if this was actually the tetrochloroethylene that they're talking about, she would have been having, like, severe... Lung issues probably before or at the same time of having any hallucinations so like if that's she's not... why she
1: was panting walking up
0: 16 flights on a ladder <laughs> yeah exactly like if she can, if she can manage to do that then she's fine <laughs> and <laughs> it's not as frazier says gonna get worse over time yeah. it can lead to like internal organs shut down and it can kill people but uh yeah she's yeah. she sam's I think, fine <laughs> i
1: yeah and i think that in this case we can just chalk it up to her lying to teal to try to get him to talk yes yeah but yeah so that's yeah. about it yeah.
0: <laughs> so at that cafe in dc sam has managed to get herself to dc quite quickly apparently yeah, yeah. mayborn's already there waiting for her and she comes up Why, i noticed that mayborn was looking like oddly paranoid which seemed strange to me
1: But whatever, Mayborn's (laughs) weird
0: and the worst. So a waitress comes up and asks Sam if she wants any coffee. And of course, who wouldn't want coffee? Coffee is delightful. Agreed. Yeah. Mayborn kind of teases her for coming to the one person that she doesn't trust as a result of what's happening. And she's like, well, it's because I don't know how far up the chain of command this whole thing goes. I don't know who's compromised. So maybe I can trust you? That still seems like a bit of a leap, though, that you would go to someone that you don't trust because... Yeah. Like, you you don't trust him, so why would he be the person to go to, even if you're not sure who you can trust at this point? <laughs> you, don't, you know for sure it's not him. Maybe he wasn't her first phone call, but we just True. don't know yeah, it. Good point. Good point. Sam is hoping the situation might be contained within the SGC, but she's not sure. She's pretty sure that General Hammond is compromised, and Mayburn's like, you sounded fine to me on the phone, and Sam is pissed. But turns out that who we know is Foman, but they don't know that it's Foman yet, called mayborn and just wanted him to look out for sam because they're worried about sam and think that maybe she's sick or poisoned or whatever and then jack and daniel come up because they've also been hanging out there apparently they got there before she did mayborn knew that they were there (laughs) and then carter (laughs) yells at him and says you're an idiot every day of the week why couldn't you have just taken one day off (laughs) 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 <laughs> Maybourne tells her that that's insubordination, and Jack says, oh, come on, just, you know, she's not herself. Things are bad. Daniel's like, we weren't ourselves either, because that was also bad. And Jack asks what exactly the effects of this tetrachloroethylmermaline stuff no, would be, and Carter says no, hallucinations and delusions. Kind of true. Kind of not accurate. Jack reminds her paranoid delusions. But go on. Sam says she knows what she saw, but Daniel's like, "No, we would have been affected the moment we got on the elevator," which actually isn't true because apparently this stuff has a smell that would have been noticeable actually if they'd been exposed to it. Huh. Sam is insistent that it was Frager that injected her with somebody with, some, with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's very different with something. That's why you put it in the butt. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like she was trying to sedate you (laughs) (laughs) they're saying you know they're talking about how teal beat up a few people and they're trying to convince sam that she needs to go with them and jack and daniel are trying to be all nice about it but mayborn's like no there's no need to be nice i'm gonna put you in handcuffs if you don't come with us (laughs) eventually she agrees she's gonna go with them so that frazier maybe frazier frazier slash frazier they're trying to mess with her head so she doesn't know who it is, can check her out. Yay. And they've got a plane standing by, so they're all going to go to that plane. <laughs> I've got a jet standing by. Choco! Yeah. Yes. Mayborn's going too. He is, just to check on things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Da, 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 da.
0: Oh, wow. That was a long bunch of dialogue. To it get was. To That's that. why I skipped yeah. over much of it, because <laughs> it wasn't important.
1: <laughs> yeah. In the SGC, Teal'c asks maybe if he could be let go and Dr. Fraser says, no, you might relapse. Okay. You gave people concussions. That bad. The phone rings down in there and Hammond answers it and just hears that Sam has been located and is on her way back to the base. And therefore, Frazier. Turns to <laughs> Teal'c and is like, then we maybe begin experimenting immediately. Ooh. What? <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I guess they don't have to wait until they infiltrate the whole base now or the whole planet? I don't know. I anyway,
0: guess, I think yeah. they're just trying to at least keep things contained in the mountain for now. Yeah. She's oh. so excited to experiment. She is very excited to experiment. <laughs> Up in the plane, everybody is on their way back to the mountain and Jack is admiring how it's your tax dollars at work. Cozy little jet. Carter asks how Teal'c is doing and Mayborn wants to know if the chemical spill has been cleaned up. They're basically just making small talk. Sam happens to notice that Mayborn has a gun in his belt. That seems like an odd place for a military person to keep it, but whatever. And Jack says that the hazmat team's got everything cleaned up. Everything's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> but they're still going to keep level 23 sealed off just in case so that they can try to figure out what happened in the first place. Jack is talking. He temporarily kind of flickers out and an alien flickers in and then Jack flickers back in. Apparently, Mayborn and Sam both saw this because Mayborn's <laughs> looking pretty shocked. Sam grabs yeah. Mayborn's gun and aims it at Jack. They have a little bit of a standoff. Daniel's trying to convince Sam that she's hallucinating again. Jack tries to take advantage of the fact that sam is distracted by daniel talking and so he tries to attack her but she shoots him and he starts bleeding purple so that's not normal not like a dark reddish purple either like an iridescent purple yeah yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden jack turns into an alien so this was not jack this was phonial <laughs> 3.0 or 4.0 i don't remember what version we're on at this point
1: been <laughs> many phonials yes
0: Daniel looks very surprised at this. And then Major Davis is apparently there, and he comes out of the cockpit. When he when he eventually fires on them, I thought it was just because he was alarmed to see oh. that Sam had a gun drawn, but then he screeches like an <laughs> alien. So that was kind of a giveaway yeah. that this is not, in fact, Davis, but is Favus. <laughs> Fovis? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pseudovus. <laughs> so they shoot him and mayborn says all right well we gotta check on the pilot because he's one of mine wasn't davis also one of his though i don't know yeah i don't know anyway did they not know he was there apparently no one cares about davis they only care about (laughs) the pilot which you know makes sense the pilot's a pretty important person when you're on an airplane that is true yeah sam isn't really trusting of mayborn but he uses a small pocket knife to cut his hand and show her that he's in fact bleeding red which reminded me <laughs> of the whole thing in deep space nine or like trying to prove somebody's human by making them bleed and making sure oh, they're yeah. not turning gold i have to revert back to my liquid state oh yeah. yeah yeah so sam decides she can trust him and hands him her gun thankfully she hands it to him butt first but she's pointing it directly at herself so that's just some bad muzzle discipline a lot of butt stuff in this episode <laughs> it's but a lot first of butt stuff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yes that was yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so you know don't point guns at yourself or other people and that's that scene Yeah. and the SGC we find O'Neill
1: dangling from the ceiling he's I don't know held in place by some sort of device I don't know. stuff yeah like yeah. a weird silvery exoskeleton yeah. thing and some slime yeah and
0: he's got a little
1: headband on his forehead and he wakes up all of a sudden oh and he looks around and sees that there are other people there with him dangling and sleeping indeed
0: many other people yes <laughs> in fact
1: including hammond including hammond he tries to wake the general just by saying general but no there's nothing there's no response hammond's asleep so he's gonna try to find his way out of there yes back on the plane sam is having a look at the dead aliens she finds a button
0: that she pulls off to look at it's very much like those memory nubbin things
1: yeah yeah but slamier and I think it turns out to be that, too. Like, basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. They don't know what it is
0: at the moment, though.
1: Warren <laughs> grabs Daniel. Faniel, <laughs> Faniel, And asks him what it is. And Daniel's like, I don't know anything. I know nothing. So Megamorn starts to choke mm. him. <laughs> He's still not giving anything up, though. Sam's fingering the blood now of the dead aliens. And then she sees this round device on the alien that she pops off and she takes it and she's kind of examining it mayborn lets
0: go of daniel (laughs) Feniel. i don't know up to this point i had actually thought that it might be the real daniel because the shirt he was wearing was unbuttoned Kind of, not like kinda super low, low but yeah. like lower than where we've seen those devices on other people. So I was like, oh, I guess this might actually yeah. be the real Daniel.
1: And he actually, until Mayborn started choking him, I, I he was really playing it well. Like, he was. Like the yeah. shock and like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. So Sam goes over to him though and looks down his shirt and finds that he also has one of those round devices that has some lights blinking or whatever. Yeah so she takes it off of him and he turns into an alien (gasps) oh my god well not that shocked and sam says she figures this is how they look like us she demands to know where the real daniel is and if he's still alive she then attaches the device to herself and turns into daniel which is weird quite (laughs) alien takes this opportunity to try to attack but he gets shot sucks to be him yep so Samuel or Dam, I'm not sure. <laughs> Sam as Daniel. So. FakeSon.
0: Fakeson. Daniel FakeSon. <laughs> but it's also Sam, so I'm like... Daniel Foson, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Samantha Fosin. I'm Fosin. getting confused.
1: Samantha Fosin says it works.
0: Now I've never thought that I would say too many portmanteaus, but maybe maybe <laughs> too many portmanteaus. <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, she takes it off and becomes Sam again. So she says that this only creates an image, and she could not hear anything Daniel was thinking, and assumes that this is what the second device that she
0: had pulled off can do. Answered my question as to why they were keeping everyone alive, because I was like, why would they not just kill everyone? Yeah, but this makes sense.
1: She wonders why the image flickered, and that's how they saw that you know Phonyal yeah. was Phonyal. So she wants to figure that out so that they could put that to their use.
0: So they're going to look into that. Yeah. Back on level 23, Jack is still trying to get free from his weird silver harness. And then all of a sudden, Davis wakes up. (gasps) Davis, of course, wants to know what is happening. And Jack says that he really has no idea. There's a noise outside, so they pretend to still be unconscious. Frager comes in, wheeling some (laughs) random person. And they put him through a weird-looking alien lump machine <laughs> <laughs> that is sitting in the middle of the floor it makes some slimy noises as the person is passed through it and then Frager is able to take one of those round devices from it and stick it on another alien so that other alien now looks like the airman and the airman now has the slimy ribbon things attached to him and is hoisted up towards the ceiling Woo! yeah Jack of course was watching this whole thing and Frager looks up suspiciously but he has gone back to pretending to be unconscious by the time that she looks up so she does not see anything. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frager is very busy because she is.
1: Next we see she's uh doing some I don't know experiments on Teal'kin's hagfish. Yes. poking at the hagfish using a sonic screwdriver on it. <laughs> She reports to Foman that <laughs> the symbiote and Tilk are quite resilient. Heman orders them back to the holding cell because Sam's on her way, and maybe she'll be less resistant. So she has to put away her toys and
0: put That's away Tilk. Yeah, for her. Yes, probably good for Tilk and his <laughs> yes. symbiote. Back on level twenty-three. Jack and Davis continue fighting against their harnesses, and they do manage to break their way free and drop down to the ground. Jack finds the actual Dr. Fraser and goes and tries to check her out. He tries to remove her little headband thingy to see if that wakes her up, but nope. Instead, it sets an alarm off. So, whoops. Oops. Down in the infirmary, Alien Frager seems to have noticed this because she pauses for a second and closes her eyes. And back up on level twenty-three, Jack's like, oh, "I hope they didn't hear that one." But of course, <laughs> Frager did notice that, and so she rushes into the room. <laughs> and just, so Jack punches her in the face, and then he's like, "That was weird."
1: <laughs> it, well, the way she like he hit her, and then she just kind of like swayed for a second before he knocked her over. Yes. So- so I oh, think that's
0: part of what was weird, but then also yeah. punching his friend, Dr. Fraser, yeah. also or doctor, who looked like Dr. Frazier was probably also part of what everything was weird. Everything about that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything about it
1: was weird. Yeah. Sam has made her way back to the SGC and is sneaking towards the hatch
0: that she earlier came out of. How did she stealthily get in and out of the compound i don't know like don't they have fences and security and razor wire and so. all kinds of stuff i don't
1: know i not or is yeah, this hatch
0: like so far well the hatch can't be far away because there was no like hallway it was just a ladder yeah like, you could see her climbing up starting to climb up it in that scene where she left
1: yeah and wasn't know. the one of the things they said before was that the place was designed to keep people out not yes. keep them in or yeah so yeah <laughs> who knows she managed to do it yeah. anyway she sneaks, sneaked, sneaked, and now she's going to be extra sneaky because she puts the circle flashy light device on herself and becomes Daniel to sneak back in.
0: So, yeah, she's doing that. Back down with Jack and Davis. They are checking out Frager to see if she's got any weapons or anything on her. Davis is like, well, what about the other thing? And Jack pauses, and they're like, all right, the other thing. the Meaning the, the, the blue light circle thingy that would be on her chest. So Jack reminds himself that this is just an alien, since he feels rather weird unbuttoning this unconscious woman's shirt, as he should. But it does turn out this is just an alien. He doesn't have to unbutton too far before he finds the blue light flashy device. And so he removes it, and... Then this is no longer Frasier. It is now an unconscious alien. Jack's like, whoa, yep, that's an alien, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And then Daniel comes in, someone looking like Daniel anyway. And Jack and this Daniel are surprised to see each other. (laughs) Apparently Sam has forgotten that she looks like Daniel. So she's a little confused as to why Jack doesn't recognize her. (laughs) So after they have a weird and awkward conversation, she remembers and then takes off the circle thingy and is herself again. And Jack's like, oh, okay. then uh, I guess it is good to see you after all. Because he was a bit skeptical since as far as he knew, the real Daniel was hanging up over his head. They talk about the situation, and Sam says that they've basically duplicated everybody, and there's a whole bunch of aliens running around everywhere. But the procedure didn't work for her or Teal'c, so Teal'c is still on the loose somewhere trying to hold off the aliens, and she's gone to get help. And Mayborn will be back with forces soon. Jack is not very happy to hear that Mayborn is involved, but Sam says that she's the one that actually got him involved, and he's like, willingly? So apparently they've got 29 minutes until those forces get there and they want to try to have all of their people that are now hanging up disconnected by then. Jack tells her that when Frager's head device thingy was disconnected that her evil twin came running (sighs) and Sam wants to know how he and Davis got free and Jack says that they just woke up so they figure that it must be when, when Sam killed their doppelgangers on the plane. Jack's a little disturbed to hear that. <laughs> she killed someone that looked like him. She's like, well, it was an alien impersonating you. He's like, but how did you know that for sure? <laughs> Sam explains to him that she thinks that there's going to be a specific tone that was probably a tone that was present on the plane that made the the fake O'Neill fuzz out for a second there she conveniently has a device in her office that will be able to do the same thing so she's (laughs) going to go up and uh, find that machine and try to replicate that tone meanwhile davis and jack are going to go to the armory and try to get more weapons sam disguises herself as daniel again she makes it to her lab and finds the device that she was talking about she experiments on herself until she reverts into her normal form and so that means that she has apparently found the right frequency
1: success jack and davis have found some weapons jack tells davis to head to level 23 to keep an eye on all the danglers jack heads to teal'c he gets to his where he's being held and tells the guards outside i've come for the bald prisoner <laughs> so they open the door and let him in and he tells teal'c you will come with me teal'c says he will not be doing any more experiments Jack says, oh, but you will. And then O'Neill gives him an eyebrow, which is like, I don't know, a little bit of a
0: wink, I think. Uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I, I guess it was meant to be, like, instead of a wink.
1: Yeah. So he says he's going to take Teal'c on out of there. The guard's like, no. So Jack shoots them both. Teal'c is very happy to see actual Colonel O'Neill, And he gets Teal'c out of his restraints. He does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Back in the lab, Samuel? I'm going to go with Samuel. <laughs> Samuel <laughs> yeah. is delighted to have found the correct frequency. But then she che- oh she checks her watch and sees that apparently a fair amount of time has passed. Now they've only got a little over two minutes before Mayborn's team is going to get there. She picks up the speaker and is about to put this tone onto the PA system when all of a sudden General Fomond comes in. And so she activates the tone thingy, turning Fomund into an alien, and he, like, throws her into a metal table, which looks super painful. Yeah, that's a hard hit. She essentially breaks the metal table in that process. But then over the intercom, someone calls General Hammond to control, so he leaves. Sam apparently wasn't unconscious, so she gets up and follows him, making sure that she picks up a gun and also hits the open intercom button on her way out. Hell yeah! Sam's badass.
1: Yeah. Go Sam. Yeah. Teak and a teak. Teak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Teak. Yep. Teak and Jack are wandering the halls. Jack wants to know if Teak is up for it. And he says, as always. And Jack says, you're an animal. Which was really funny. And that's why I'm yes. putting it in there. <laughs> agree. But they encounter some aliens on their walk and there you have a little shootout and the aliens lose in the control room there are many many aliens hanging out unfortunately one of their monitors is showing that time is up for them because a bunch of people are infiltrating the base right now presumably colonel mayborn's pals so the lead alien who's no longer foamed orders the gate open. They start dialing. He then makes a really loud noise over the PA system, which apparently was everyone's cue to get to the gate room and get the fuck out of there. Yeah,
0: it seems to be just a screechy alien language. They seem to to understand what he's saying.
1: Yeah. So they're working on that. (laughs) I
0: don't know. Out in the hall, Jack and Carter... And Teal'c hear the screechy over the intercom noise, (laughs) and Jack's like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Only he didn't swear. I swear instead. Because I'm sure that's what he was actually thinking. Yeah. He only said, what the hell? Firefight continues, right?
1: Yeah, I think there's still more firefighting happening.
0: Sam is telling Jack that they really need to stop all of these people from evacuating the planet, and Jack's kind of like, why they're leaving let's just let them leave and be done with (laughs) this but sam reminds him no they've had access to our minds and they know everything about us jack says everything and sam says everything so that's bad they know lots of top secret stuff yeah yeah up in the control room alien uh, an alien is punching in an address trying to dial out and then the stargate finally activates down in the gate room aliens are fleeing through the gate run away In the control room there are two aliens left behind that were still trying to run the controls. Jack, Sam, and Teal'c come in and shoot those guys. They take over the controls and try to close the iris but Sam says they can't close the iris because it's been overridden. So she's going to try to shut down the gate. And there's so much keyboard clacking happening throughout this entire scene. I thought it was great because I knew that you were getting it so much. Thank you. (laughs) My schadenfreude is strong with you when it comes to keyboard clacking. (laughs) You're a monster. I am a monster. Just think of all the keyboard clackiness that I'm going to be adding in when I'm editing this scene. Just think of
1: it. I'll just when we start to get part to to this part, I'll start skipping over
0: No, you can't. You gotta you gotta QA it. You gotta QA all of it.
1: The Maybe whole do thing it for
0: us. <laughs> Mayborn finally rushes in and tells everyone to freeze. Sam and Jack raise their hands. There are still a bunch of aliens down in the gate room and one of them, I guess, realizes what's happening and is making angry alien noises and does something weird to his light up flashy device thing. Jack had the wherewithal to hit the blast shield button because he had a feeling something bad was going to happen and as the blast shield is closing, there's a big explosion on the other side in the gate room. They bring the blast shield back up and all that's left is a bunch of smoke and like some pieces of ash raining down. Yeah, Yikes. Maborn asks what happened. Sam says they self-destructed and Teal'c says the destruction appears to be complete. <laughs> I was thinking, yes, to put it mildly, they are now ashes. Yeah, yeah. And Jack's like, well, coat of paint. Everything will be fine. <laughs> I, you know, before he blew up. He, like, made a speech, but we'll never
1: know what he said because right? it was in a weird alien language. I know. I
0: actually really wanted to
1: know what it was because it was, like, a
0: lengthy speech, too. Yeah. Right?
1: And I was wondering, like, do they, like, just yeah. keep audio recording in the gate room all the time if they're monitoring the camera, too? So maybe they can one day translate it. Maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. Who Would knows? any camera or audio in there have been destroyed in the explosion? Maybe it's, if it's backed up to someplace else, then should should still be in some hard drive somewhere. If it were this century, it would be
1: in the cloud somewhere. It's true. But very true. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know if it'd be in the cloud. I don't know how secure things work. So anyway. <laughs> Military cloud? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Later, they are having a little wrap up in the conference room. The team, Hammond, Frazier, right? Yep. Are all there. Yeah. Major Davis yeah. too, I think. Pretty right? much everyone. Yeah. 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 The planet they came from, they had designated P3X118. Hammond has had it locked out of the dialing program.
0: Probably for the which best. Which is great.
1: Yeah. So they can't go back there. And that doesn't stop them from dialing in, I don't think. But they would, would have no way to get um, through. Yeah. I
0: was wondering, like, if they're locking it out of the dialing program, does that mean that they can't receive signals from that I don't. I was wondering if that was included in that. I don't think so. I don't think they have a way because otherwise
1: they could like. Well, actually, you just don't know where you know randomly Sokar or Apophis is trying to yeah. They're often calling in from
0: different places, I would think. Yeah. Well, anyway, all the people who yeah (laughs) dialing in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's a radio show or something. (laughs) It's (laughs) Nick (laughs) cooler We have Apophis coming to kill us. Welcome, Apophis. (gasps) I will blow you all up, cookies.
1: Was. anyway <laughs> sam is reporting that all of the dangling humans woke up spontaneously assuming that the signal stopped when the aliens went through the gate tilk is concerned about the people who left who still have knowledge
0: rightfully of, so
1: <laughs> yeah everything in their people's brains jack finds that creepy hammond says we changed all our codes it's all we Wraps can that do. up nicely then yeah yeah <laughs> Daniel says, how did this happen? They came through impersonating SG-6. Dr. Fraser confirms they ran them to the infirmary and they remember nothing after that. Davis was apparently called there by General Hammond and that is how he got wrapped up in all yeah, of this. Yeah, I had been wondering about that. Me too. Well, and Sam says that they can prevent this from happening again because they can blast that tone anytime somebody comes back through the gate. They
0: can surely not ever change the frequency of that device. No. Nope. No. No. Nope. No, absolutely not.
1: No. Nope. But again, they're they're. that's all they can do. True. <laughs> as, as, as Hammond says. True. <laughs> then Colonel Mayborn comes in. Jack greets him ever slightly more warmly than he does normally. <laughs> and tells him it was a good save. And he Mayborn reports that alien...
0: Faneel yeah, died after being... Tiel- yeah, he'd been yeah. shot, I guess. He hadn't actually yeah. died yet, though. Tilk wants to know about the
1: ones who hadn't escaped through the gate or exploded in the gate room. And Mayborn then says, we're guessing they were linked to their leader in some form or another when he self-destructed. So does that mean they also all blew up or they just collapsed and died? I think that that's what
0: Mayborn is trying to imply here. But why would they guess that? There's nothing to support that that would have happened i don't know because there were still aliens
1: on the base because they shut those gate room doors jack and sam when they were yeah you know trying to shut down the gate so they did strand them but yeah they would either have literally exploded or they just collapsed but if they just collapsed you can't assume it was just because the leader killed himself
0: yeah i don't know it's weird it is weird
1: hammond thanks mayborn for his help mayborn graciously credits major carter (laughs) sam and jack are both like oh wow yeah (laughs) and jack calls him harry yeah that's weird which you know now they're all bffs maybe i don't know they're buddies yeah everything else is bygones so they uh they all kind of nod at each other and sam smiles and it ends yes it does yeah yeah that's that episode Abby, did is. you like that episode? I really liked the episode. Excellent. It was it's exciting and it was fun. It was exciting to see what would happen with an alien invasion scenario like that, sort of a stealthy one where they mm-hmm. actually like, <laughs> foothold, of course, they get a literal
0: foothold into the <laughs> SGC
1: and, you know, how that would be handled I liked when Sam called May an idiot and it <laughs> was a great scene. <laughs> I thought the I, I just I thought the whole episode was uh very entertaining. It was funny, but also like, you know, high stake ish and I don't know. I think that the yeah, I don't the acting was all really good. I thought that Daniel pretending to be an alien, pretending to be Daniel was well done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I don't know. It was just I really liked all of it. How about you? Yeah, pretty much the same. I was a little bit skeptical going in since we didn't have a very good, I feel like the descriptions that we got were like, not really at all accurate for this because they're like, yeah, there's a chemical spill and as a result, everyone needs an injection. <laughs> no, that's not really at all accurate. Yeah. I know we had last time about there maybe being like a lot of bad science that I was going to hate, so I was... <laughs> not uh, not sure what to expect going in, but yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Their science, as I said, you know, not completely accurate, but not that far off. I'm not looking for obviously perfect accuracy in my sci-fi. As long as it's kind of on track, I'm pretty happy with that. So I was pretty happy with how they handled like that, that chemical and like, yeah, why would they have that much of it? But they were... Fairly accurate when they were talking about like the side effects that can have and it was a very exciting episode There was a lot less talking in this one and a lot more action than we've had in a while in any of these episodes I feel like yeah since like the first season really So it was very entertaining and then the dialogue was often very funny as comic yeah. relief to you the seriousness and the tension of the The various action scenes so I thought it was a really good movie uh, good good episode all around I kind of want there to be some repercussions to this later on I don't think that there are but maybe I'm misremembering but I feel like they could this could have opened it up to be an interesting storyline to follow up on and I if I'm remembering correctly I don't think that they ever do but um, they locked them out so right they locked them out so you know (laughs) nothing else can ever be done about that no so yeah yeah what's next
1: Next, we are watching Stargate SG-1, Season 3, Episode 15, Pretense. The Tolan Nareem <gasps> invites SG-1 to participate in a ritual known as Triad. Only when SG-1 shows up, do they learn that a triad is a ceremony
0: of justice. Oh, that's, that's from not Netflix. Not as fun as the triad I had in mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me see uh, what the booklet says. Hold on. Let me, uh flip open oh too far when sg1 is invited to the tolan planet to attend a ceremony called a triad they are shocked to discover it is actually a trial to determine the fate of their old friend skara daniel and o'neill must argue a case against a mysterious gold named zip 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 <laughs> to <laughs> save skara's personality huh oh. That sounds high stakes, too. It
0: does. But probably more talky. (laughs) Probably very talky. Do we think that Schrodinger will be involved? I hope that Schrodinger is one of the lawyers or at least a juror or something. That would be amazing. I hope
1: Teal gets to pet him again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That would be
0: great. All right. So it doesn't sound like a bad episode. It doesn't sound as exciting as I had first thought when we were talking about triads, but (laughs) it's fine. It should still be interesting, I think, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure that you subscribe so that you can get our episodes as soon as they are released every Wednesday. If you want to get your episodes even earlier than that, you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash We very much appreciate the financial support that helps us to keep this podcast going. If you'd like to get in touch with us between episodes, you can email us at stargazing@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram, and you can also contact us through our website, which is stargazing.space. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargazing, The end. The
1: end. <laughs> So did you not watch Origins or you just don't feel like doing it?
0: No, I didn't have time to watch it. Oh, okay. I want to do, I don't want to do some running, but I need to do some running because I'm supposedly doing a half marathon at the end of March.
1: Ah, yes. You should probably do that. drunkenly
0: signed up for at some point because I'm like, I need to motivate myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sign up for that half marathon I tried to do last year. That then got postponed and then it got rained out.
1: Yeah, and then you've got friends coming over, so.
0: And, yeah, so I've got friends coming over, and I'm like, all right, I will record a fun episode with Kathy, and then I will do running, and then I will see friends, and today will be a good day, a better day than if I watched Origins. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yep.